Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. Every year, the Fringe looks forward to Kate Smurthwaite's news at Kate. 2014 was no different. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. The arts capital of Europe in August is Edinburgh, and I'm not ready to let go of that feeling just yet. Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, which for September, October, November, December, January, all the way through to July is the Edinburgh Fringe Archive as we look back over nearly two decades of covering the Edinburgh Festival with reviews, news, and those all-important interviews. Kate Smurthwaite's TV writing credits include Have I Got News For You and The Revolution Will Be Televised. Her words have appeared in The Guardian, News Statesman, Cosmopolitan and more. And she has made countless appearances discussing politics over the years on television and radio. 2022 saw the award-winning Smurthwaite bring the news a Kate, humanity's last hope, to the Edinburgh Fringe and a reprise of the absolutely barnstorming Fringe 2021 show, The Last Mayor of Fihal Hohoi. The news at Kate, though, is the linchpin of the Fringe, and it's been part of August as long as I can remember. 2014 saw the news with the delightful tagline of Lefty Cockwomble. That tag came about following Kate's appearance on BBC's Question Time. With so many people asking her about that experience, the highly visible foray into political debate was the starting point for that year's show, which went on to examine the definitions of freedom of speech. There have been countless political whirlwinds and earthquakes in the United Kingdom since 2014, even some taking place this week. But those points raised in 2014 by Kate remain just as pertinent, if not more, in 2022's devastating landscape. So let's head back to what felt busy but turned out to be much quieter times in 2014. Back to the free fringe stage in Viva Mexico and back to the news at Kate. And always remember, the show's over. Don't try and get tickets. We have Kate Smurthwaite joining us in the studio. Welcome, Kate. Thank you very much. We're doing a show about your show. We're doing a show about my show, yes. So I'm doing a show... Um, am I even allowed to say the title on yours? Uh, you can, yes. Oh, I can. Yeah, go okay, for it, go good. for it. I you like can use the it. word lefty. That's not a problem. It's not a bad word. That's not the word I was worried about. Now, my show is Womble. called... Womble? You can say Womble. Womble's fine. Okay, so my show is called The News at Kate, Lefty Something Womble. Oh, you can say cock. It's oh, I fine. can say cock. You can say, yeah, yeah. We can That's say it three times. You've got one more. You've got one uh, more. So I... we'll keep it for the recap. Okay, lovely, yeah. Yeah, so that's what my show's called, and it's 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 my usual. It's me doing an hour of political comedy. I was going to kind of take a year off this year, and then in January uh, they put me on Question Time, and everyone was like, "We would like to hear about what happened when you're on Question Time." So I've written a show. It's about being on Question Time. It's about being on the big questions. It's about being on. Um, I was on a, a, a big uh, religious channel this year called Revelation TV, and you can imagine uh, how that worked out for an atheist like me. And um, yeah, and it's about free speech and, and the boundaries of free speech and, and hate speech and the and all those issues that come up and uh, and indeed the title of the show is exactly what people who didn't 
like me on Question Time used as a hashtag. Um, and it's that weird thing because it was intended as an insult. I don't even know what it means. And I like it so much I've named my whole show after it. For, for our foreign listeners, and uh, there are there, Question Time is the most scariest thing to an American politician <laughs> ever. Essentially, it's four politicians and well, three or four politicians, and somebody who's a civilian, uh, and they have a public grilling every week for an hour from an invited studio audience. Yeah, so they basically pick, uh, like, one senior politician from each of the main parties, and then they'll have um, and, and then they'll have one or two kind of, uh, I guess you would say, like, other interested bodies. So they might, sometimes they have, like, a commentator or a journalist, sometimes they have somebody like me, a political comedian, they'll even have, like, a singer or just somebody who's been in the public eye, who's got a lot of opinions and wants to, uh, but then you don't, you have absolutely no idea what is going to come up so there are like a sort of 100 odd people in the audience and they just ask questions and they can ask anything and they, they can literally ask anything so so I mean before I went on I mean obviously I knew I was going to be on but you can't know what's going to come up so for the, for the 48 hours before I was on we just sat and watched like the 24 hour news shows and every story that came up it would be like uh, you know and two children have been hurt in a windsurfing accident a mile and a half would be like should we ban windsurfing is windsurfing too dangerous do we need more swimming lessons in schools like what would be the, f- the f- 10 most obvious questions you could ask about a child who's been hurt in a windsurfing accident and I'd go uh, yes we, we should have more swimming safety lessons but no we shouldn't ban anything and yes it should be in the Olympics but not in the like just trying to like answer all those questions so that because whatever comes up frankly my objective is not so much to just have a point although I'm, I'm always confident I'll have an opinion my point really is to have a have a point and then to be able to turn it round and say and this is what the government is failing to do about this and this is where the government has let us down because I'm going to be sat next to a member of the current you know a very senior member of the current government one of the cabinet in, in my case uh, in January it was Ken Clark and um, who's a seasoned yeah. performer I mean he's been running back yes. since like 76, 77 the question time the show itself yes it yeah, is yeah, yeah. it starts in the 70s question time yeah so oh, I'm intrigued by the fact that you know people always want the big break on television and a lot of people think it might be the Michael McIntyre comedy shows mm-hmm. or the comedy panel quiz based scripted fun game that we've rehearsed with old, yes. old Rob the year before but it, it sounds to me that question time has been the really big thing of the year and it's just thrown a complete curveball at your career yeah I mean I mean that said it's the thing I most wanted to be on really um, I mean uh, like I love I love those McIntyre type shows and I would mm. gladly do them if they ever rang me hello producers are you listening um, but it's not really it's not really what I'm about because when you do those shows you only get kind of three minutes five mm-hmm. minutes maybe seven minutes if you're really lucky yeah, and it's basically a small bit of your club yeah, set you can do that you can never use bit. again yeah all you can ever do is a tiny little bit of your sort of tightest material and hopefully on the back of that you get fans who will then come and see some more of your work and listen to you talking a bit longer but in those few minutes you haven't really got time to make any good or important points all you've got time to do is this tiny little calling card look at me I'm quite talented um, and then as far as the panel shows go I mean I write for some of them I'm, I'm, I'm not against them again but I don't think unfortunately that they really they, they don't they do politics on such a light light level they really kind of fluff around the edges there's little jokes about the headlines and who the politicians look like and what we haven't really got is, is what this country deserves really it starts banging soapbox but you know like a proper version of the daily show 
uh, or indeed last week tonight like we have amazing satirists not just in the studio but also but yeah John Oliver one of the greatest satirists that Britain's ever produced and he's got his own show in the US that, that you and, and it's a huge on. show and it's rivaling 60 Minutes and some of the investigative stuff that he's doing as well yeah and, and, and it's absolutely fantastic and um, and first of all why did we let John Oliver go why didn't we give him that show in Britain and there's two reasons one is just sort of lack of bravery I think on the part of the producers and the other one um, is because uh you know that what goes on in Parliament, we can watch it on the Parliamentary Channel, but you are not allowed to take cuts of that and put them into a comedy show. Um, so there's an issue, a, a complete issue about freedom of speech. But also I think it's bravery. They've had attempts to make something like this, but it's always been the sort of uh, same little group of people who've tried to do it. I think that British comedy is too cliquey, um, and, I, and I think that because I'm not in the clique. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, they should ring me. I would sort that stuff out. Uh, we could make a brilliant show. But in the meantime, yeah, I'd rather be on Question Time. I'd rather be on a show where I actually get to shout as an actual minister than sitting there going, oh, well, what does this headline stand for? Um, and doing a few puns about UKIP. What happened right after? Because you, you've had the big, the great big blarneys uh, and you've got to say it was one of the most competitive question times that I've seen. And yes. it's like whenever you have conflict of entertainment, it's great. Yes. Uh, Cameras go off. Dimbleby walks away with his spider tie. Leave. You know, does he? Is there um, a green room afterwards? Yes, Are you like? There is. There is. This comparing is a, notes. And this is the funniest Kate thing because it's such a this. formal, fancy show. The day before uh, they record, uh, the day before it goes out, they get an email from the production company, and it says this. I have to do it in BBC English. It says. After, it says, after we have finished recording, David Dimbleby would like to invite you and a guest to join him for a hot fork buffet. <laughs> that is the honest truth. I have that email. And, uh, yeah, Ken Clark ran off, but all the rest of us. And, it, and we all had a guest, right? And so everyone had brought, like, their researcher or their chief PR agent. I just, like, brought my boyfriend because I, I, I don't have a chief researcher. Um, I am my own chief researcher. So we sat down and uh, there was a choice of vegetarian salmon or beef. And um, because it was my first time on, Dimbleby deliberately sat next to me and asked me all about me and my life and even suggested that at some point he might come and see a show. And, um, Has he? Uh, he? Not yet, no. He did. I emailed him when I was in Brighton because that's nearest to where he lives and he wrote back and said, that week I'm recording something and I really can't, but keep me posted. It'll happen, it'll happen. So so I, I'm still optimistic. That would be quite weird because, I mean, like, you know, like my shows in Edinburgh, they're in, what, 50, 80-seater venues? Um, I mean, if David Dimbleby was sat in the middle of that room, like, it wouldn't, like, we, could, we couldn't just, he couldn't just sit in the gallery and us ignore him. We, everyone would be going, that's, that's David Dimbleby, that's David Dimbleby. Um, I mean, I had PZ Myers, the evolutionary um, uh, biologist, in my show, in my in my in my other show. I do another little sciencey show in my other show a couple of days ago, and it was really obvious. Like, I mean, it was fun because the show was about evolution, and he knows about evolution. Everyone was kind of looking at him to see if he knew the right answers, and uh, then he got voted room silverback, which is quite a complicated, fun thing that happens in the middle of the show. Um, but yeah, but there was definitely a sense of you can definitely see people. A couple of years ago, Nicholas Parsons came to my show, and again, like you can't miss people in a in a fifty. City yeah. room, everyone's like, it's that guy, look, it's that guy. So, um, so if he does come, we'll definitely know. We'll definitely know. So you have got two shows there on the flyer. I have, but yeah. we, we've kind of concentrated on 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 the Lefty Womble show. Yes, so we have indeed. Is it, it's, it's it's not just the question time experience, though, is it? No, it's not. It's a show about free speech. That's what it's about. I mean, I always do a political show at the Fringe, and this it's always called the Music Hate Something. Uh, this is the latest one, and yeah, and what it's really about is free speech, and it's about you know whether we even have free speech, whether we want free speech, what the limits should be on that free speech, mm -hmm. such I, as the discussion of can we actually name the show on the radio? Yes, absolutely, that kind of thing. 
saying uh, the line between free speech and hate speech, the issue of whether we're trying to protect the right to tell the truth or whether the right to lie is also implicit in that, whether whether we're only protecting those who are saying truthful things, the way that the media can distort the truth, um, whether the media themselves are even reporting on the issues that matter. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of the time, certainly I feel that they're not. So it's about all of those things. Um, but, you know, but I, I give it all the serious versions. It's also very funny and very silly and very mucky about and uh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, fun and a lot of silliness in it and um, yeah I'm really really happy with the show I'm really thrilled with it uh, I've had lovely audience reaction lovely Twitter reaction lovely everything reaction and I'm sure if a reviewer ever comes they'll love it too it's part of the free fringe so um, sure you can pop in just walk in watch the show they'll be walking at the back so however much you think a ticket is most shows at the fringe are between five and ten pounds yeah. so we're sitting in there and uh, there we go there now you do have the other show we should, uh, we, we should, should mention, probably mention yeah. both yes yes because some people might like the idea of this yes. one as well so so if you are let's say a normal person then you should come and see my news at Kate show and we talk about politics which is totally relevant to everyone which is at Viva Mexico on 41 Coburn Street uh, through until the Saturday the 23rd uh, 5pm yes that's the one that's okay. exactly the one if on the other hand uh, you are like a massive geek a massive science-y uh, envi- uh, environment evolution type geek uh, then you should come to my other show um, as well um, it's called The Evolution Will Be Televised uh, 8.20 Ciao Roma also part of the Free Fringe also on till the 23rd and that is it's interactive it's uh, it's somewhere on the cusp between science subgenre comedy and comedy subgenre science there are definitely some bits which are, which are good for a laugh and there are definitely some bits uh, I guarantee you will learn something um, and it's all about evolution and, and the primates and how closely related to them we are and uh, yeah and it, it's interactive but not in a scary way it's interactive in a kind of point and prizes way and um, yeah and people people have been having a lovely time people have been coming back with their friends uh, teachers have been coming and saying would you like to come and tell my you know middle school students about uh, biology and I've been saying yes what what are you going to pay me because I might have to uh, take some time off my other work to do it but it is yeah it is educational and I, I think it's a lot of fun somebody said to me and they were trying to be horrible they said uh, there's somebody trying to be horrible and they said um, uh, it feels it feels like parts of the show are almost like a TED Talk and I was like yeah I love TED Talks thank you that's a compliment yes Kate Smurthwaite there are two shows we've got one more go at it so you can give the title it, my, so my political show is called The News at Kate Lefty Cock Womble I'm just luxuriating <laughs> just in my last that, just go rolling that round yes. <sighs> 5pm at Viva Mexico which is a really lovely little Mexican restaurant down on Coburn Street and they even give you free tortilla chips that's how lovely they are to the audience free comedy free tortilla chips so. it's not free comedy it's free to get in comedy well it's free, if, you, if, if, if you don't want to contribute and if you can't afford to contribute I absolutely am happy for they'll have contributed in an hour of their time they will indeed and um, yeah and, but people are very generous yeah, I've, had, I've had a very generous audience yes. it's been lovely it's a very, very nice society thing it's great to see the free fringes in all their names and all their organisers actually building up and actually becoming a really strong force at the fringe Kate you've got a website as well so people can find out more about you throughout the year yeah all my stuff is on katesmathwaite.co.uk and uh, if you want the sort of very latest uh, blow by blow accounts then I'm on Twitter and I'm Cruella1 as in the woman who kills puppies followed by the digit one lovely and we'll have links back to all the ends back on our websites edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com Kate, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Kate Smurthwaite's 24 edition of the News at Kate there.
Those links to our website and socials are still active and we still have them on our website as well, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Thank you to everyone still listening after The Fringe. It looks like we have a few more listeners joining us in September than we did in August. So welcome. Feel free to share the show. Uh, Leave us a star rating in your favourite podcast player. Maybe even pen us a tiny, tiny review for the links of Apple Podcasts. Just make sure to make it read like a five star. No matter what, I'll be back next week with another classic interview from the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. I'm Ewan Spence. Ta-ra for now.